Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin. I am a mama, a wife, an entrepreneur, and I am living a frugal, debt-free life. And welcome to season two. This is season two, episode one. And today we're talking about something really spooky, and that is the scariest topic I can think of, student loan debt. Insert screen here. Not really. First, a little bit of housekeeping. It is raining today, so that sound that you hear is the rain. I am sorry. That is just how things work out. But let's let's just jump in to my thoughts, some of your thoughts, and how we can kind of tackle this problem that is student loans. But first, a few scary statistics because it's Halloween, so why not? So I recently found an article. It was actually published in April of this year. And it is some of the latest student loan statistics. In fact, student loan debt has skyrocketed in the past decade and is now in the trillions of dollars. And an estimated 44.7 million Americans have student loan debt to equal $1.47 trillion. That is more than credit card debts. That is more than auto loans. And the, the sad thing about it is that it's acceptable debt. I will talk to people who say, oh, I'm debt-free except for my student loans. Or the only, the only debt I have is my student loans. It's still a debt, and it is still crippling for many people. And I'm not here to make people a victim or tell a sob story that doesn't exist. I'm here because this is a real problem. This isn't something that's just being made to look scary. This is scary. And at no point will you hear me say that I think all debts need to be forgiven or that people shouldn't have to pay them off. That is not what I am here to say. That is a completely different topic for a completely different day. But I will say that in my opinion, I think student loans are extremely predatory. And I'm a woman who graduated from college debt-free. I didn't have to take out any student loans. I had scholarships and I worked and my parents were in a situation where they were able to put a little bit of money aside for me to help me, but the majority of my tuition was paid for with scholarships. So I'm very fortunate in that regard. However, I just want to ask what other financial institution, what other financial program exists that gives tens of thousands of dollars to teenagers with no collateral and no down payment. I can't think of a single thing. And I know that I will have people say to me, but you have a choice in whether or not to take them out. And you do. You have a choice. You could choose not to go to college for many people. That's the alternative choice. But also these are loans that are given to teenagers and oftentimes with very limited parental involvement and oftentimes being pushed by school admissions people, being pushed by school counselors. I actually went to my Instagram and I asked, what was your student loan situation like? What was your history like? How much do you owe? What led you to get student loans? And I had so many people tell me that the admissions counselor at their college and university were handing out student loan enrollment forms. So these are people employed by the university who were pushing loans on people. And 
That's just scary to think about. Okay, so let's get into some of the spooky student loan statistics. So not only do we have do we see more student loan debt, but we see more student loan debt with an elderly population. So the number of Americans over the age of 60 who have student loan debt that has not been paid off has doubled since 2007. Doubled. So that means people entering into retirement age are either still paying on student loans, they have taken out loans to get a master's degree or higher, or they're paying some sort of parent plus loan. Those two statistics that I just gave you about student loan debt increasing and the the age of those who have the student loan debt, by the way, both of those come from the New York Fed Consumer Credit Panel. So I'm not just making up statistics. I want to make sure that I cite those sources for you. And not only have student loans increased, but the minimum monthly or the average minimum monthly payment on student loans has gone from $227 in 2005 to $393 a month in 2016. So not quite doubling, but close. I mean, that's a a very large increase in the minimum amount that people are paying every month. And again, this isn't saying people shouldn't pay back the money that they borrowed. That is not what I'm saying at all. But I also want to acknowledge that it is very scary to leave college and enter into a world saddled by tens of thousands of dollars in debt. And so I'm going to offer some tips on how to get out of that debt. I'm not just going to throw a bunch of statistics at you. We are going to talk about the ways that my husband and I paid off his student loans early because he did have about $18,000 when he graduated. And he will be the first to tell you that he took out way more than he needed to. And that is a trend that I'm seeing In fact, Sarah from Budget Girl sat down and had a conversation with me, and I will share that conversation in an upcoming podcast, but she talks about how she was told to borrow more than she needed, and that's something that a lot of people are told to do, to borrow more than you need to live off of, which is the dumbest thing I have ever heard in my life. And I'm sorry to be so blunt in that opinion, but... It's not like you can't work while you're in college. There are people who do it all of the time. And I'm not saying that it's going to be easy because it's not. But in order to avoid taking out extra debt payments, that may be what you need to do. You have to work. I worked two jobs at the same time when I was in school. And I was able to graduate within four years. I actually had to go one extra semester at the end during the summer. So I finished in June instead of May and graduated in August. And maybe that was because I worked. Maybe that was because I'm a little dumb and had to repeat a few classes. I don't know. You can be the judge of that. (laughs) Also, I found it interesting that the states that had the highest number of student loan debts or the highest average of student loan debts weren't states you would think. Like I would think states like California would have an exceedingly high average. No, the average in California is $22,785. Where I live in Alabama was actually one of the higher numbers. The average student loan graduate debt in 2017 was $31,899. So California was actually 
one of the lowest. Okay, so enough with the statistics. Statistics is a hard word to say. Let's talk about some things that you can do to make those payments go away faster. Okay, so the first thing is to make an extra payment right now. In fact, I want you to go to a website called bankrate.com, not sponsored, just an awesome website, and find their student loan amortization calculator and look up how quickly you can have it paid off just by making one extra payment. So if you have any extra money lying around, add an extra payment right away and go ahead and continue that because even if that extra payment is $100, if you have a $10,000 loan, you're going to end up paying your loan off about five years earlier. So smaller extra payments matter. My next tip is to figure out what you are dealing with. And this may seem like a no-brainer, but it's important to know the terms of your debt. You wouldn't take out a home loan without knowing all the terms, exactly how much you owe. So it's important to understand what your interest rate is, who you owe money to, what your payment is. You would be amazed at the number of people who email me asking for tips to pay off their student loan, and they don't even know who all they owe money to. Do not wait for student loan forgiveness. In recent years, we saw a ton of people burned because they thought that their student loans were going to be forgiven if they worked in a low-income school or a low-income hospital, and then their applications were denied. And I have actually had people ask if they should even worry about paying off their student loans early because they think that you know the next president is going to solve their problems. And don't wait for someone to come along and rescue you. You need to have an exit strategy. You're an adult and you need to have a plan, but do not wait for student loan forgiveness. A friend of mine recently paid off all of her loans. She was on an income-based repayment plan. And that meant that over the course of 25 years, she could make small payments on a regular basis. And then after 25 years, her loans would be forgiven because she worked for a low income school system. And that sounds great, but it's not because it means she would be in debt until she was 47 and paying tens of thousands of dollars in interest. It was actually $10,000 in interest. We looked it up. So instead, she decided to increase her minimum payment by just $100 a month, and it still took her nearly a decade, but she did it early, and she saved herself $6,000 in interest. My next tip is to develop a plan that works for you. My plan isn't your plan, and your plan isn't my plan, and we don't have to sing Kumbaya and play Ring Around the Rosie. Having no plan, though, is the absolute worst plan of all. Just making your minimum payments and watching the days go by won't get you out of debt. And I know that that sounds harsh, but let this be the student loan reality check you need. Some people recommend a biweekly plan where you make half payments on your loan every other week, and this equals one full extra payment a year. And I actually think that's a great plan. Other people look for a side job or sell things to increase their income, and that's a great plan, too. The bottom line is that you have to look at where you are and come up with a plan and then stick to it. You have to stick to it, okay? If you have a good job and a good credit score, see if you can refinance. If it will lower your interest rate at all, it might a couple percentage points. It might be worth the effort. I have heard of people who their interest rate was basically cut in half what they refinanced. So look into it and see if it would benefit you. 
My next tip is to don't take on more debt. It's so tempting when you're a new graduate to start spending money. College was your sampling of freedom, but chances are you still had parents to answer to and professors to please, and now you're in the real world and there are lots of bright, shiny lights to distract you, but don't get distracted. A new car with a hefty price tag can wait. A high-end apartment or a new home can wait. Pay down your debt first, or at least pay down a good chunk of them before you consider borrowing money again. I know this from experience. You will enjoy your car and home more when you have some breathing room. My husband and I bought our first home when we were still in debt. We still had student loan debt, and it was the kiss of death for us, and I I don't want to see anyone else go through that. So I 10 out of 10 do not recommend. Also, don't wait for the perfect job. I know that when I graduated from college, I expected the red carpet to be rolled out for me and that there would be this perfect job at the end of it, or at least a job in my field. No, I was wrong. It took two years, two full years after graduating from college to actually find a job in my field, and it didn't pay well at all. If you didn't know, I graduated with a degree in print journalism, and I think at my first newspaper ever... I made $9 an hour, but until that time, I didn't sit at home bemoaning the fact that the perfect job was not there for me. I still worked. I worked in an office as an administrative assistant. It wasn't my favorite job in the world, but it paid my bills and I was good at it and it was not a hard gig. It wasn't the job that took a lot of responsibilities after hours. I was able to send out resumes and search for jobs until I got the one that came along. And full disclosure, I sometimes did that while I was at work. Yes, I realize now that that was kind of like stealing and I there's some ethical issues involved in that and I feel kind of bad about it. But 22-year-old me didn't see it that way. It's not always an ideal situation, but the fact is you are already at an advantage because you're a college graduate. So use that advantage and get a job. Even if it's not the job in your field or the job that you want, get a job. Pay off capitalized interest. Okay. So if your loans are federally subsidized, your interest will accrue while you're in school. So that means if you take out a private student loan, you're already gathering interest. If you take out a federally government subsidized student loan, you don't get interest until the day that you graduate. So if you have private student loans, go ahead and focus on paying those off first and paying them off quickly and paying off the interest that you accrued during college. That's so scary, right? Go ahead and focus on that. Know it takes time. I know it's frustrating and you want to be out of debt right now and you spent four years, sometimes five, sometimes six, I'm not here to judge earning your degree, and now you feel like you're spending your good years paying it off. But y'all, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not Amazon Prime. Don't expect results in two days. If you stick with it, it will get paid. And the thing is, I say this all the time, life continues regardless. Life will continue whether you pay off those student loans or not. And you don't want to get to the end of it. You don't want to round out your most productive years not having a good steady retirement not having paid off your mortgage, and with a pile of student loan debt. You don't want to go into your later years with a bunch of student loan debt. 
get on a budget. That's going to be your single greatest tool in all of this, in anything that you're doing to improve your financial picture. So prioritize that budget. Add those student loans in it. Do what you can, but know that it's going to take time. I would love to know your opinion on this. I know that so many of you are going to disagree with me, and that's fine. We don't all have to disagree. We don't all have to agree, and I actually love a good debate. So if you have something to say, head on over to frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash scary stats and leave me a comment telling me what you think about student loan debt. Do you think it's predatory? What do you think the solution is? Do you think there even is a solution or is this like the weird uncle at Thanksgiving that we all just put up with? Um, thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for everyone who supported this podcast last season. We've got some exciting things coming up this season. Interviews with some of your faves, some of your favorite people in the debt-free community, an interview with my husband. We're going to dive into some juicy topics And I would love for you to be a part of this. So be sure to leave a review wherever it is you listen. Share this with your friends. This is how we get the word out. I appreciate you all being here and I will see you next week.